Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. And so today's message is called Work in Progress. Work in Progress. And so let me start with the question. Have you ever just been frustrated with where you're at in life, wishing you have already reached your desired destination, whatever that is. Do you sometimes get frustrated with yourself maybe when you feel like you're not meeting your own expectations? Like whatever it is, it could be as simple as I'm gonna get up early every day and the next morning like, heck no, I'm tired, you know, to something bigger. You know, are you hard on yourself sometimes? And do you find yourself being your own worst critic? Well, join the club, right? You know, it's so easy sometimes to get frustrated with our current life circumstances. We want to be healthy and fit. We want to get this mom thing down finally. We want to master the routines, the schedules, the meals, you know, all this stuff with our children. We want to just get it all right. We want to feel joyful and peaceful again. We want the new home we can finally own. We want the promotion, the financial increase. We want to have that baby already for those who are pregnant. (laughs) We want to crush our personal growth goals and stick to them. We want to have the perfect marriage. We want it all. But we easily forget that it takes hard work to get there. And what is it for you right now that you're wanting right now in this current season? You know, I want to remind you that it's a process. It's a journey and there are no shortcuts. I know that's not the most encouraging news. Like, what do you mean there's no shortcuts? Like, but here's the thing is there's no shortcuts to get to where you're going sometimes. In this journey, sorry about that. In this journey, there will be many times we want to throw our hands up and give up. You know, there's many times we might be saying, I'm never going to do this or that. It's never going to happen. I I keep messing things up. Why do I even try? But it's not true. Even though it feels like it, it just takes time, effort, consistency, getting back up when you fall, grace for yourself and for others, prayer, patience, perseverance, and hope. I put hope in caps. It takes Hope we are all a work in progress here and none of us have made it yet. And I don't want you to worry because here's the truth is you're not the only one who struggles. You're not the only one who doesn't get it right every time. You're not the only one who, who gets frustrated in life or sometimes with your kids. Like you're trying so hard, but not every moment is, you know, rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> You know, you're not the only one who is trying and trying and feeling like nothing's changing. But there is hope, and you're going to make it. We have to be reminded that we're not alone in the journey. God created the blueprints for our life. He has the plans and the good purposes already prepared for us. And He is the one who is helping us complete our life's purpose. We are not in this alone, and we're not expected to figure it all out. God truly is with us, helping us, giving us the ability to succeed. But we have to take a step back and breathe 
and relax. We need to be reminded that we are a work in progress and we are doing our very best. And with God on our side, we will make it through. And so work in progress. You know, this week I was, um, as this message was kind of coming to my heart and I was praying about it and stuff, I feel like God was reminding me that so many times, you know, it, our lives all look different. But for me, there's different things that um, are a work in progress, right? And like I've shared with some of you, like my journey in finding uh, healing, I guess you could say, or just restoration, freedom from that wave of anxiety that has hit me the past couple of months. And it's been like six plus months now. And that's been my biggest struggle this past year. And I've had to like really relearn how to like um, manage it and, and cope and learn to retrain my mind to think positively and figure out what's going on deep inside of my heart, right? What is causing this? And there's days where I just get so frustrated. I'm like, dude, just take it away. Like, what is this? Uh, I just like, just stop already. And I feel like this week, God has been reminding me, like, it's a work in progress and there's no shortcut sometimes. And that doesn't mean God can't just fix something in an instant, right? But so many things in our lives, whatever that is for you, whatever that is for me, is a work in progress. And there's a point to the journey. There's a point to the process. And it's not always easy, but, and sometimes we get frustrated with ourselves, but we have to remember that we're a work in progress. And so I'm going to share three points today, um, um, on this topic. And the first one is no shortcuts. We'll just start there. The second one is we're all learning. And the third one is you're going to make it. And so no shortcuts. Let's just get into that one. You know, you may or may not be familiar with uh, the story of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt. Um, if you aren't, feel free. I'll tell you where you can read a little bit more about it. But it's a great story. But I'm just going to share a snippet of my point um, of their specific story. And, you know, it took the Israelites 40 years to make it to their promised land that God said, hey, this is what I have prepared. Your promised land. Everything's going to be amazing here come this way. Moses was leading them out saying, Hey, like, this is what God has for you. Greatness in store. It took them 40 years to get there instead of the 11 day journey that it actually was. So where God had told them they were going to go, what God had promised for them only took in real life, 11 days to get there. It, it was only supposed to take 11 days to get there. But it took the Israelites 40 years to get there. I mean, there's so much more to the story than we're going to even dissect. So we're just talking about one aspect of the story. And you can find some of that in Deuteronomy. Um, and um, But let me go on with that point. God has promised them a good land full of blessings. But they weren't truly ready to receive it. They were. They knew what God promised. They were on their way. And, you know, they had so much stubbornness and many issues to hash out before really being ready to occupy the land. Instead, they went around and around in circles trying to make it to the place that God promised them. Does that sound familiar to you right now? Do you feel like you're going in circles and circles instead of straight to your desired destination? And, and if you don't right now, that's great. I'm glad that you feel chill. Like, oh no, I'm good. Everything's good. 
I'm not going in circles. I got my plan and that's an amazing place to be. But if you feel like that, you know, sometimes we despise the delays, the detours and the road bumps on our journey. We despise it. And of course we would. They're inconvenient and they're frustrating. But I have found that those very things are such huge opportunities to learn something extremely valuable. But the learning part is hard and it's even painful sometimes. But it's typically so necessary in the grand scheme of things. But how many times in life do we want to take the shortcuts? You know, we want to avoid all the hard work. We want to take the easier path. I mean, who doesn't, right? Especially nowadays, our culture is all about shortcuts, diets, get rich quick schemes, the cure all pills, the microwave life. It's all about the easy way to get to where you want to go, to look the way you want to look, to feel the way you want to feel. Just take this, just do this, and it will all be better in an instant. But for lasting change, true healing, freedom, and true impact, we must endure the process. We must walk through it and make the progress one step at a time. The prayers will be answered. The results will come and it will all be worth it. But you got to just make it through. You got to keep pressing on and not giving up. And, you know, um, I'll share two verses on this point. No shortcuts. But, you know, it's so easy. I mean, who wouldn't want the quick fix to anything? I mean, Going through hard stuff doesn't feel good, but like I said, I know that there's so much value that comes from it, so much treasure from those inconveniences of life that truly make a difference in um, what God is doing in our life. And let me share two verses. In Second Peter 1, 5 through 8, it says, In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so why does this verse go with no shortcuts? You know, it made me think of it. What it's saying is that as you can, as you respond to God's promises, so you're responding to him, his plans for your life and the desire to grow closer to him, right? He's saying, that your faith will begin to grow. You'll begin to grow in moral excellence, just morals, you know, just simple moral uh, life with knowledge, with self-control, with patient endurance, with godliness, with love and affection for others. How do you grow in these things? By, by being challenged to learn how to do it. How do you grow in self-control? By having opportunities to not want to have self-control. Does that make sense? How do you grow in patient endurance? By being in situations where you have to practice enduring and being patient. You know, how do you grow in the love for others? By having opportunities to love people when it's easy. Yeah, but man, you grow even more when you love those who are hard to love. You know, so 
this verse made me think of there are no shortcuts to to really um, life, to growing in our faith, like the ways that we learn these genuine characteristics, if you will, or um, fruits of the spirit even, um, are by going through those challenging times and growing from it. Um, I want to pause real quick. If for any reason today you notice that I'm choppy again, I know last week we had issues. Can you just um, wave me down or write in the group chat like, hey, it's choppy. Um, I don't want to um, it to do what it did last week. So just let me know. But, um, and so ending this point on our last verse, uh, Galatians six, nine, it says this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So don't get tired of doing what's good. You may be tired physically, mentally, emotionally. I get it. But don't get tired of doing what is good because it's so easy to just throw your hands up and say it's not worth it. Like, God, I'm doing all this for you and I see nothing from it. I'm trying to live a better life for you. And why even? But he's saying don't give up because at the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. So don't miss that blessing for the shortcuts, for the moments of giving up and just going back to, you know, what used to be and know that it will be worth it. So no shortcuts. Let's move on to our next point, and that is we're all learning. So we're all learning how to be a mom, obviously, for our mom's group. No matter how old our children are, we are all learning to be a mom at all different stages of life, right? We're learning to be a wife or a spouse or whatever we are in any relationship. We are learning what it means to be a Christ follower and how to have a relationship with Jesus. We are all learning how to be all things we are called to be. Whatever that looks like for you, and I know many of you, all of you, wear so many different hats. You're a mom, you're a spouse, you're an employee, you're a boss, you're all these different things. But none of us have reached a place of perfection yet. And the truth is, we won't until Jesus returns. So why do we try to achieve perfection and beat ourselves up when we miss the mark? Life sometimes can be a series of trials and error. You ever heard that? Like, oh, just trial and error, man. You know, just trying to figure it out. Just trial and error. We are learning as we go. And a lot of times we learn from our biggest mistakes. Like many other ways we learn, right? But... Sometimes it's trial and error, even in motherhood. Like, let's just be straight up. We're trying. We're okay. Like, do I, you know, do timeout? No. Yes. Do I, you know, do a reward chart and, you know, try to convince them like this good behavior? Like, do I potty train now or later? Oh, that didn't work this time. You know, I don't know. Do we use pampers, loves, huggies? Like which one? Trial and error. You know, you figure out as you go. And, you know, none of us have reached perfection yet. And the truth is we won't. Like I said, we are learning as we go. And sometimes we learn from our biggest mistakes. Other times we learn by example, you know, of our parents or other people we admire. Or we learn by taking advice from the wise and not trying to figure it out on our own. And we learn from following the word of God, most importantly. You know, there's so many ways that we can learn. But did you know that God knows we're human and he knows that we're not always going to get it right. Did you know that that's okay? 
he knows your heart and he knows you are trying to follow his leading and do the right things in life. He knows you are trying so hard to be the best mom you can be while juggling a billion other things. He knows you're trying to pursue to pursue your own personal health and well-being in the midst of chaos in this fast-paced life. He knows you're trying to make time for your marriage when dinner, laundry, and your kids are all calling for your help. He knows you are trying. And though through these circumstances, we are learning how to manage. We're learning what works and what doesn't. We're learning how to navigate through it all. And he's not asking you to be perfect. He's not asking you to get it right every time. He's asking you to just have a willing heart to follow him and to keep moving forward. You know, um, one time I was in this Bible study and um, she was also kind of like counseling me through some stuff years ago. Um, And one thing she told me, she's like, you know, like I feel like many women feel like, like deal with this perfectionism, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, she was like, you have to understand that God gives you freedom to make mistakes. And I was like, what? Like, I don't want to make a mistake. I want to do the right thing. And like, I want to hear God right. I want to follow him right. I don't want to mess up. And she's like, honey, honey, he gives you freedom to make mistakes. That's not saying he's saying, here's a mistake. Go make it. But he knows that you're trying and he knows you're trying to learn how to hear him and do the right things. And if you do mess up, if you do you know, you don't know all the answers. It's okay. He still loves you. And he's still big enough to clean up the mess. He's still big enough to turn it around. He's still big enough to put the pieces together. And it's okay, because we're all learning. And so I'm going to share a couple verses on this point, we're all learning. And that's Philippians 3, 12 through 14. And this is Paul. And he says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. So Paul, this mighty man of God who is like totally making a difference for him is saying, Hey, I actually haven't reached perfection though. You know, um, I haven't achieved it. I still got things I'm working on. Um, but this is what I'm focusing on. I'm forgetting the past. I'm forgetting my mistakes. I'm forgetting what I don't know, what I could have done better, all these things. And I'm just pressing forward to what lies ahead to the race that Jesus called me to focusing on Jesus. So we're all learning and we have to just focus on what really matters and just going for what lies ahead and fixing your eyes on Jesus. In second Corinthians three eighteen, it says, so all of us, who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. So what that's saying is all of us who have had our eyes open and now we know Jesus, Jesus has been revealed to us. We are now pursuing our faith in Christ. We can see. And it says, and the Lord who is a spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. And so what's that saying is that The spirit of God is making us more and more. When it says more and more, don't you see that it's saying more and more little by little. There's a process to it. It's a journey. 
It's one step at a time. And it's not saying the spirit of God will make you perfect overnight and you're good to go. Like it's saying the spirit of God will make you more and more like Jesus one day at a time, one step at a time, as you are changed into his glorious image, as you become more and more like him. It's a process and we're all learning. And the last verse is Hebrews 12, 11 through 13. It says, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in its way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. And so, I mean, this verse is powerful. And what it's saying is like those times in our life where we feel like we're going through these stretching moments and seasons of discipline or just really change and it's uncomfortable. Like I'm trying to change my life. I'm trying to cut these things out. I'm trying to learn how to do this right and become better and whatever that means, right? It's painful. It's uncomfortable, but it produces something great. And then it's encouraging you take a new grip with your tired hands, strengthen your weak knees and mark a straight path before you. And so we know sometimes that it's tiring, that you're, you feel weak, but mark out the straight path before you say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm learning. This is where I'm growing and this is where I'm going and just focus on what's before you. And so we're all learning. Let's go to our last point and that is you're going to make it. You're going to make it. I'm going to start off with this verse. And this verse that I'm sharing right now is actually the verse that um, I felt like God um, brought this message to be. So I didn't share it at the beginning because I feel like it's appropriate now. But this is a verse that really inspired this message. And it's Philippians 1, 6. And it says, And I am certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I'm going to read that again. He says, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. What is that saying? That God literally started something good inside of you. Like there is something good about your life. There is a good purpose for you. He began it and it says that he will continue it until it is finished. It's a work in progress, but Jesus is the one that's going to carry it out through you. The good work he started in you. So I want you to know that you're going to make it. Why? Because God is going to ensure it. He created you and he made no mistake. He specifically gave you your personality, your giftings, your humor, your special abilities, everything about you that makes you unique and special. And he is also very aware of not only your strengths, but also your weaknesses. And your weaknesses, they don't scare him. In fact, he chooses to use them for good. They cause us to lean in and trust God even more. We weren't created, we weren't created to be all sufficient on our own. Therefore, there's going to be some weaker parts of us. God knows that we need him if we're going to succeed. If we're going to overcome and make it through, we need him. When he created you, he was very proud of his good work. 
his greatest creation. And he will see to it that the good work, being you, will accomplish that which he created it to do and to be. I know that the waiting, the process, the enduring, it is all frustrating at times. But the greatest masterpiece takes time. What God is doing in you, for you, and through you is a work in progress. He is taking the time needed to do the great work in your life. So be patient and be reassured that you're going to make it. And know this too, that your journey and all the in-betweens is a part of your testimony. Your testimony will be the hope to many others. Your story will change the lives of those who need to hear it. There is a purpose in the midst of it all, and God wants to use your experiences to make a difference. And ending this point, I'm going to share three verses, and we will close. And that's Proverbs 4.18. It says, The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. What's that saying? That the way of the righteous, it becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. Your life is going to become brighter and brighter and brighter. And Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ so that we could do the good things he planned for us long ago. You're his masterpiece. He created you to do great things. And he planned this long ago, way before you were even born, you know. And in Psalms 27, 14, it says, Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And so today we talked about we are all a work in progress. We talked about the fact that there are no shortcuts in life for true, long-lasting healing and freedom and to get where God's called us to go. We talked about the truth that we are all learning, that we're all a work in progress, that we don't have all the answers, we don't have it all figured out, but we are all learning together. And lastly, we talked about the um, truth that we are going to make it. You're going to make it because God will finish the good work that he started in you. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.